0: The labor shortages and supply chain issues that have plagued the United States and the world at large for well over a year aren't going away. There's not a lot Americans can do to fix product shortages and manufacturing delays abroad, but there are a few things we can do to address shipping problems here at home. And with demand ramping up as we head into the holidays, the pressure is on to fix things quickly. So what can we do? Recode's Rebecca Heilwau has been investigating the problem and the solutions, and she's here to explain. Hey, Rebecca. Hey. So we've known about the problems in the supply chain for a while. In the last couple of years, we've run low on pretty much everything. Lumber, toilet paper, computer chips. What are we in the most need of now and what's causing these delays?
1: Right now, U.S. shipping issues are affecting a whole different number of industries. People are struggling to get medical supplies into the country, not necessarily as dire. It's the beginning of the pandemic, but there are a lot of delays. We're seeing shipping problems for exporting agricultural products. All the holiday gifts and devices that people have ordered for December, people are worried that they're not going to get it in time. And that's the big issue. They're all piling up in uh, warehouses and, and port terminals right now.
0: So let's zoom out for a second. At the center of this big problem with the supply chain is the logistics industry. You recently wrote about this for Recode. What exactly is the logistics industry?
1: So the logistics industry encompasses all of these different companies and firms and workers that have a role in shipping something around the country. So this includes port workers who deal with unloading cargo from ship containers. These include people who work on rail freight yards and on the trains that deliver a lot of the cargo in this country. And there's still a lot of truck drivers that basically do the bulk of delivering all this stuff from the ports to the warehouses, to the distribution centers, to the retailers. So everyone who's involved in that process is basically a member of the U.S. logistics system.
0: And with the holidays just around the corner, demand for certain products is growing a lot. How is this increase in demand making things worse?
1: Part of the problem that we're seeing right now is that Americans have started buying more and more stuff as they've had more money to spend. But the entire supply chain doesn't have a lot of room to adapt to that demand right now. A lot of the stuff people are ordering is not made in the United States, is made in countries that are still dealing with COVID-19. And there are other you know, shortages and delays going on that have really slowed down supply chain operations. So even though that manufacturing is operating at 100%, that can't accommodate American demand. So now people are over-ordering for the capacity of the logistics network, and this is basically exacerbating all these different backlogs and, and shortages.
0: And for your story, you spoke with experts about several different solutions for addressing these problems. And they said that it starts at the points products arrive in the United States. So how can we go about unclogging all these ports?
1: The biggest issue right now is that a lot of containers are lying around. Whether they're full or empty, if they're just sitting there, they're not being used the way they're supposed to be used. There's not a lot of extra containers in the world. With all of those containers stacking up, they're not being pushed back into the cycle. And the first step towards this is getting some of those containers returned and just unloading them quicker. Part of that process, some people have said, could involve Rerouting some of the cargo ships that are arriving to other ports. Right now, the port area that is really overloaded is the Port of Los Angeles-Long Beach complex. There are a bunch of ships, I think the estimate today at the Port of Los Angeles and the Port of Long Beach was about 70 cargo ships are waiting to drop off stuff, but they can't drop off all their cargo because the ports and the terminals are essentially overcapacity with both empty containers that haven't been returned yet and full containers that haven't been unloaded. And that's all happening because the warehouses are overcapacity too and haven't been able to take in a lot of this cargo. But the nearby port of Oakland has actually said that they can take in more cargo. But for companies that are shipping in this stuff. This involves, you know, rerouting the logistics that happen once the cargo arrives in the U.S. If you've hired a company to pick up that cargo in Los Angeles, it's sort of a schlep to go to Oakland instead. So that's kind of the big challenge there. There are other ports that have also volunteered to take cargo, but, you know, they're not necessarily on the West Coast. And so that involves reconsidering your shipping time, spending a lot more money on shipping, trying to figure out another way to get to those ports so that's kind of a challenge
0: as well right because it seems to me like a lot of the goods are coming from asia where it's manufactured and rerouting something to say savannah georgia is a sizable detour
1: yeah a lot of planning involved
0: so i'm trying to picture this and in my head it's like if you're in a store and the shelves are full of goods and there's more stuff that needs to come in. But the only way to make more room on the shelves is to fill up shopping carts and and carry it out of the store, but all the shopping carts in the store are full and so everyone's kind of stuck. Does that sound about right?
1: Yeah, and there are extra complications where some of the shopping carts actually need to be involve certain specialists and there's only a certain number of specialists. So one question is like cranes, if there's only one crane operator and there's all these extra boxes lying around, that's another delay. So that's a really good metaphor and imagine that 10 times more complicated.
0: So the situation at the ports with the ships that's Tough and to fix it, we need trucks and trains to carry it away. Tell me a little bit more about this chassis shortage.
1: Yes. We have this other problem that's coming is this device called a chassis, which you may not know it by that name, but it's basically a large metal frame with wheels that truck drivers use to transport shipping containers. And you know, one challenge here is that a lot of these are not actually owned by the trucking operators, the trucking companies. They're owned by separate leasing companies. And those leasing companies don't have an incentive to have a bunch of these lying around. They want to have just enough around to support normal operations and then maybe things get a little busier during the holiday season, but they don't have a lot of extra and they're not incentivized to buy a lot of them. So that has sort of been a recipe for more delays during a pandemic. But then there's this separate trade dispute that's happening where one of the largest chassis manufacturers is based in China and U.S. manufacturers have accused this company of purposely selling these at below market rate. And last year, they convinced the government to put a tariff on these, which has now reduced the total supply at a cheaper cost. So now some people think that we should remove that tariff and re-enable production, but the U.S. manufacturers are saying, well, that's not going to fix the problem because if you don't unclog the ports, all of the few thousand more that you build are just going to get filled up again. So that's not fixing the root issue.
0: So we've got a shortage of shipping containers, a shortage of the chassis that they need to go on. And it sounds like we also have a shortage of trucks and truck drivers to drive them. And that's all pretty central to this conversation. You said in your story that we might be down as many as 80,000 truck drivers. What do experts suggest we do here?
1: So a lot of the problems underlying the supply chain and logistics problems we're having right now is labor. These are jobs that are not high-quality jobs in the sense that people aren't necessarily paid as much as they should be. They're really grueling. It's often seasonal, so it's not guaranteed work. And part of the solution involves just making these jobs better and making these jobs easier. One problem that's popped up is as cannabis has been legalized in certain states, um, including California, where a lot of this shipping activity happens, the federal government has not responded by changing rules about drug testing to accommodate the fact that there might be some drivers who are taking this recreationally and in their off hours. So that's actually resulted in a good number of drivers not having access to their commercial driver's licenses. You know, there's another proposal right now that would basically create an apprenticeship program for people who are 18 to 20 who can sometimes drive, you know, these tractor trailers within their states, but they're not legally allowed to use that license to drive across state lines. And what the trucking industry has said is, look, we have an aging population. A lot of our drivers are retiring because they're older. We should create more pathways for younger people to get involved in this if they complete extra training. So there are things like that that could really help with that issue. But part of it is just, you know, making this work easier to get and better.
0: Moving on to where the trucks go, and I feel like this part of the story isn't getting talked about a lot. It's the issue with storage. How do the experts you spoke to suggest we handle warehouse space? I understand there's not a lot of it.
1: Yeah. So one of the ideas is that these warehouses should move more towards 24-7 operations so that the ports can also move to 24-7 operations. So that's something that Joe Biden tried to do with his announcement a few weeks ago. After weeks of negotiation and working with my team and with the major union retailers and freight movers, The ports of Los Angeles, the port of Los Angeles announced today that it's going to begin operating 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But that's really hard to do because it means you're hiring a full new shift of warehouse work, which involves finding more workers. And that gets back into the ongoing discussion about labor. So, you know, there are efforts to add more space. Gavin Newsom has asked his state agencies to look for more both public and private land that could store some of this cargo. But it really, again, gets down to, you know, making working in a warehouse more attractive, raising pay and making people want to work there.
0: We actually talked on this show a few weeks ago about how you should start your shopping early. But with these shortages and delays continuing, is it too late?
1: It probably depends who you're buying goods from. It seems like the larger retailers have been able to, you know, take actions like basically chartering private ships in order to get their goods on time. But it is probably time to think about other ways to approach the holidays. You can, you know, spend money on experiences or or gift cards or maybe donate to charity. There are a lot of different options for approaching the holidays that don't necessarily involve trying to get a product right now.
0: Rebecca, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. In late October, California and the Department of Transportation announced that they're teaming up to make sure this kind of slowdown doesn't happen again in the state. They're investing billions into the supply chain infrastructure, which means improved ports, more storage at warehouses, and better highways to cut down on travel time for truck drivers. And there could be more changes like this coming to certain cities. Baltimore, Seattle, New York City, They've all got supply chain problems and they're talking to the Department of Transportation too. But in the meantime, just know that finding a PlayStation 5 this winter probably won't be any easier than it's been all year. It might even be harder. But hey, maybe when the warehouses have cleared and the shelves are overstocked, you can get a discount on your favorite PlayStation games. My name is Adam Clark Estes and thank you for tuning in to Recode Daily. This episode was produced by Alan Rodriguez Espinosa and engineered by Melissa Ponce from Hemlock Creek Productions.